Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Just the Cast with myself, Yajat, and Swayam is not here for some reason. Wait. Why are you taking calls second, during the second. podcast? We talked about yeah. this. Wait. <sighs> what do you mean? Wait. What do you mean, Swayam? What happened to Swayam? Wait. Wait. One. One second. One second. Someone, one second. Cut the cut the video. What do you mean? One second. Someone just check your phone, man. One one second. Let's just we'll record this again. One second. No what? way. Where's... Not like this, dude. Hey guys, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> Swam's been eaten by Yashraj. <laughs> He's there inside. I'm gonna be replacing him today, and it'll be fun, hopefully. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's. So Swam's been eaten, and Yashraj is. decided to replace him after eating him uh and yeah if if any if you aren't from our school yashraj is a senior in our school and he is extremely enthusiastic about foreign relations and economic policy and he even has a journal talking about or writing about all of this so yashraj do you want to sort of tell us about that journal and what it is yeah sure like first of all thanks for having me here Even though I forcefully ate, so I am just so I could be here because I love you guys so much. I love you. And you're also videos. holding my family hostage, but yeah. वो तो है ही वो तो नहीं. तब से बोला था ना guest बुलाना है. But yeah, anyway, thanks for having me here. Like, uh, I don't know if I'm your guest or if I'm like a substitute for Swayam, but it works anyway. Uh, yeah, uh, I am a senior of y'all, and yeah, I run a policy yeah. journal called the YLC Journal. uh you guys can just check it out on instagram or facebook or yrlc.in it's it's like for students who are willing to write about policy conduct research and all of that it's pretty interesting stuff and i leave it up to you guys to check it out anyway you can follow it and that's enough about me you said it like as if yashraj writes his own journal uh yeah, like, it's it's, it's a like, paper like, like i am a blogger okay yeah. so yashraj does not write his own journal he eats he eats other people's siblings and uh, parents yeah. and he forces them I to write for him too. yeah exactly yeah, who just ha- who just happened to be uh, intellectually capable and willing to write about economic and social uh, political policy yeah definitely political policy Double. okay and like reading is boring like especially reading about random stuff like politics and economics but like even i found it quite interesting so if you guys do want to check it out link will be in the description and uh, yeah don't get eaten by yashraj i think we've repeated that enough at this point let's just get on I mean, with the content like you me coming make me come off as like some cannibal or something what do you mean make <laughs> you come off you've eaten half our school no i haven't <laughs> i don't eat as much as you think i do trust me bro like this is not how we expected the first 10 minutes of the podcast to go okay so as we said reading might be boring for some people but most people prefer watching content online and something that's been booming in the last i think 7 to 10 days has been this show on netflix um someone would you like to apprise us of the name indian matchmaking now what, what yeah, is what is one of the first things you think about when you think of india put aside the poverty and the poor politics and, just, yeah yeah arranged yeah. marriages now what better then for netflix to have a series dedicated to arranged marriages and not just for indians for nris pretty much 
like they broadcast their love lives and how they get together it's really awkward when you watch it but it's it's so it just highlights a very strange thing that might happen with all of us like all of us might have arranged marriages like that because you see all these rich people with like million dollar houses in mumbai just all of them getting arranged marriage and uh, this really 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 rich woman who's paid like 20 lakhs per uh wedding or something yeah she's yeah, sure. just <laughs> dreaming right now <laughs> yeah he's going to use I the infinity gauntlet behind him to get him a woman with 20 crore salary Oh shit! <laughs> no, it, it sounded less of a review of the show than like a personal tangent that you've been thinking need, about. For a long. I need it. But no, this is the economic policy we want. Yeah, that's okay. a real matter. Yeah. So, I personally haven't watched the show, but since it's gotten so popular and it's sort of come into the meme culture or something, it's, I've heard about it and seen. Certain uh, comedians review it, and personally, so I'm guessing Yashar, you've watched the show with Samarth as well, or you haven't? No, I've watched comedians react to the show, and Netflix yeah, exactly. hosts their own show, but I haven't actually watched the show. Yeah, but Yashar, yeah, because he makes other people write for his journal, has the time to watch the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. I don't write stuff myself. This is becoming I the roast of Yashar. This yeah, is like, supposed to be the roast of Swayam. I don't know why we're attacking Yashraj. He's being yeah, nice to come in. That was that was the last Yashraj joke, sir. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Sorted. Yeah, I watched like two episodes right now, and it's it's just so weird. Like I I can't comprehend that this is a practice that our parents and all have gone through. I've seen all the memes that Netflix posts about them, but I just don't get it. Isn't there like some astrologer that? Sort of like ma- ma- does the matching for the people. Yeah, like there's yeah. this very rich woman who's paid like twenty lakh per successful match both ways, I guess. And yeah, she does astrology and all of that to see which cast so, and with all of that. So if you guys so, were wondering okay. what Tinder Premium is like in India, it's Indian matchmaking. <laughs> so. Again, closing thoughts on Indian matchmaking. Do you, would you like to give a recommendation? Is it a bingeable show? I haven't watched it, but so having seen it, I definitely don't think it's worth your time to binge on. But it's but you're still gonna do that. Because <laughs> I'm in twelfth, I need to finish my projects, my brag sheets, my LORs and stuff. But I'm to Indian matchmaking. Dekunga, yeah. But that that is true. Yeah. You, if you don't have time to watch it though, like like I have, you can watch the Netflix India's YouTube channel again. Not sponsored. Personal recommendation. Uh, Tanmay Bhatt's reaction to that. Big fan. Okay, talking about marriage. Let's move on to a failed one. <laughs> oh, no. Kanye and Kim. Oh, no. They've been having a massive Twitter feud over the past few days, and Kan the news cycle surrounding Kanye is just weird to me. Like one day it goes from album promotions to presidential. Campaigns to next day is getting divorced. I It's just... sad, man. Like I don't expect like when you you have someone living with you and you can just argue with them while you take it on the internet, especially if you're like part of the Kardashians. I mean, they you... live their entire life on the internet, so. Yeah. So like, I I think like just in general, like isn't there sort of dilemma that a celebrity faces because like. on one hand they are like they have positive incentive to share 
personal stories because that's what people want that's why people are following them but at the other end they have to sort of balance it out where like they don't want to show everything to a point at which like husband and wife fighting on twitter so it's like yeah like i think if it was a if like their fight resulted in something it's okay to post about it on the internet to let your fans know but if it's just a fight you said something in the heat of the moment you'll obviously regret it later you'll be like why did i tweet that i'm going to divorce my wife 3 minutes ago yeah it's especially if you're like planning on running for president you should have like very well thought of yeah, yeah. twitter campaign but oh, i don't I think mean, the presidential candidates in the us have i don't think there's a a good history on twitter i have no comments Like yeah, but, but like um, what was I saying? I forgot now. Oh no! I just think it's more about the power Twitter and social media has on our lives. Yeah. Not you can like on that point that someone brought out. You can wage war and like literally do like you know conduct international relations through Twitter, and you can you know divorce someone sitting in the next room. like i know you guys read the newspaper you go on in shorts and i just go on twitter like it tells you everything yeah it's and that's like a double edged sword right because it's like it's the same sort of thing where we, i think we've discussed in previous episodes of the podcast but like there's this also this thing of like where people want news to be entertaining like in twitter it's given in this like this nice bite sized forms with like no nuance it's just like one dude with i don't know how many characters there are on twitter but like there's no way you can give a proper report right it's just like You see Trump say something, and it's just you see the hate comments, and you make your opinion of it. Yeah, that's the that's the you can say the downfall of Twitter or like the drawback of Twitter because you can't really portray the news through it. But yeah, you can definitely spark controversy and do a lot of stuff through it nowadays. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, like, in general, social media is just like. like one thing is of whether to share or not but once you've shared like even on a personal level none like no none of us are kanye but like even within the four, whatever people that we have or like let's say you have snapchat memories or whatever this is the first time in like a, in the history basically that you have like a physical intangible imprintment of like what your personality was like 5 years ago 4 years ago like you cannot move on from things anymore like on kanye yeah like he'll forever know that he fought with his wife but just like on our level as well it's like you can't get over things as much as you possibly could like you have to like delete accounts and stuff yeah like social media has made a lot of things harder for a lot of people like not just through like personal life but even generally you know how debates used to be in the newsroom where you know the, the main aim was to inform the electorate about something and actually make some sort of news out of it nowadays there are more less informed debates but more debates just through instagram stories people writing stuff without thinking much although i definitely support so many of the movements that social media 
has had and so many of the great things that have been done on social media i do think that after a point of time it can be a disastrous tool so yeah that's i just hope kanye chills and doesn't tweet more yeah i think we've mentioned this a lot on our podcast as well but like whenever you start like a social media movement or a campaign it it can go really well but then it can also get destroyed really quickly it can burn to the ground really quickly so yeah definitely yeah, cuz it's sort of like this like i i don't know if you want to go on this tangent but like it there's a there's definitely a viable debate on like it's sort it's sort of like you're you're given so much freedom and you're putting so like normally previously before social media you would have people with differing opinions but they would never be like head on with each other like on social media you have like somebody who's pro a government or anti a government or they pro uh, a, a abortion or anti abortion or whatever the controversial topic may be but it's like they literally like they have the opportunity to just go and ahead each other and bash each other like there's nothing stopping them so that's obviously a very it's a bad and a good place because again as you said there are more debates but the constructive debates is quite less yeah like maybe it's just our response like youth casts or whichever major content creator brand like yeah major content but that's the thing right social media is the way youth cast and virlc and any other organization disseminates their information and honestly without social media neither of us would be where we are right so it is a great tool but i think unfortunately in recent times not just in recent times but due to the enormous amount of traffic that goes through it it's just come to a point in which it can easily be, be misused which makes it really scary because it's going to be there forever but it can have such a disastrous impact on you yeah repping that 70 subscribers guys please subscribe 72.8% of you guys are not subscribed please do what so. are you doing guys like <laughs> it's it's just one little brand. button that you just have to click Like let me just do it right now. Like I, I don't think I can. <laughs> get out! Get out! First you eat a course, and then he, you tell us that you're not even subscribed. I don't use YouTube, man. I don't think I don't even think I have a channel or anything. Okay, guys. Okay. Uh, if you clicked on the link in the description, never click on it again. <laughs> don't follow me. Have a question. Like this is yeah, out of script. Do you guys not use? None of this is scripted. Do you, if you, yeah, like no one is good enough to script this, guys. This is not. <laughs> I actually spent two hours writing with Yajat. I'm mean, sorry, Yashraj's little wire LC people. We write an entire <laughs> script and then we write it and then we come here. Yeah, that's why, bro. But you guys don't have the proper Zoom. Like I can see the. There's only ten minutes. Seven minutes remaining. Like. Okay, guys. As we were saying, thousand subscribers, and we can start monetizing Zoom Premium. <laughs> Zoom will sponsor us. Definitely, we'll be we'll be opening our uh, Patreons uh, on five hundred subscribers. So, go fund me in the description. Now that Yashraj has may or may not be subscribed to our channel, uh, again coming back to the conversation, we went on a big tangent there, but we just wanted to have some sort of like if. you are still listening to this with you hope you are uh have some sort of inner conversation regarding the use of social media and what you put on there and the way you consume content not this of course this is the best content on youtube but yeah 
moving on to i would say what most people clicked on this for um if you're here for that juicy kanye gossip uh yeah so lately one of the big things that happened as we are a youth cast channel uh something that affects us a lot is education because we're all in school and we'll, be, we'll hopefully be going to college so yeah <laughs> so the in india the the government the ministry of the hrd uh, recently released the national educational policy of 2020 and that's brought out some major reforms so we'll be discussing that in detail yeah and this like change in education policy is coming after a long time and i i feel like we've talked about this a lot on our podcast as well but it was a much needed change like our education system is very outdated in my in pretty much everyone's opinion and i think this cha- whatever they've done has been great like basically their entire their the major change that i saw in this entire change of policy has been the fact that they've sort of moved away from that memorization style of learning and moved more towards like an understanding and actually knowing what you're learning style of learning definitely it's more about aptitude and more about ability than just your studying habits or your like your ability to memorize stuff so that's definitely great although like having been a policy researcher or like just generally interested in education uh biology i definitely like i was really happy when they announced this but there are a lot of different perspectives to look at it because you have to sort of also look at the people who would be affected by it maybe the students who are from like the upper strata of society might be way well off or like actually may benefit a lot through it but i'm definitely telling you that there will be a bunch of students who might even be disadvantaged through it right for example i know that the delhi university scrapped their eca quota this is not the nep but du recently scrapped their eca quota i know like a couple of my friends and all were trying to get in through sports quota but that unfortunately won't be possible anymore because of this so there are definitely a lot of different people who might be disadvantaged like i'm pretty sure or like i would like now consider india as an option if i were in your batch because now their systems more holistic and they'll have like aptitude tests to like sort of gauge how more prepared you are for college as opposed to like your understanding of just one subject and one exam so that's definitely great apparently they'll have indian sats so that's something to like yeah really look at uh, so, so yeah that's So yeah, so we've, for somebody who was who just wanted our opinion on it, that was our opinion. But now we'll just be delving deep into the major sort of clauses or the major features of this policy, so that we can decide its effects and what we think of it basically. Okay, so we'll start off with the thing I think most headlines are taking. I mean, there's also there's a lot of things, but the first thing that there's this thing called like where they're sort of switching from the 10 plus 2 system to the 5 plus 3 plus 3 plus 4 now which sounds like a very odd math equation basically what it means is that the current structure of having a 10th board exam and then a 12th board exam these two sort of degrees or qualifications that you get in school will be split up into having like a class like first 5 years of foundational education 3 years of preparatory so there'll be like i think I mean, that's from KG to I'm not sure what the dates are actually, but it's five years and then three years and then three years of middle schooling and then four years, which are the nine to twelfth of secondary schooling. 
so what do you guys think like do you think there's a larger impact here like what do you think why do you think they would have might have done this i mean i personally definitely think this is a great thing because if you look at like the united states for example they have after like the no child left behind act by clinton or someone they had like a bifurcation of like you know you're graduating middle school like they have hmm. you're like a middle school graduate even if that doesn't sound like a major accomplishment you're a high school senior or sophomore and what not so i think that a lot of especially the lot lot of poor students in the villages yeah. who after drop out like in the 5th grade sometimes don't get jobs due to the fact that 10th is like a threshold that they need to graduate out of to get any job now yeah. i think that like the value of you having done foundational learning and all of these different stages will be larger and 10th as like one threshold won't be as important as it used to be again everyone's going to do it but like it just gives more opportunities to a lot more people which is in my opinion a good thing yeah definitely okay so like, so like what no this is one thing i'd like to add that basically like it's like as yasha said but as yasha said based what it does is like it it removes the pressure from like the two years and then spreading it over five also yeah. giving some importance to them right because it's like now like what people might think is that oh pehle they used to say that oh eighth grade pass that's not much now oh, that gives some weightage exactly so it's like it splits that pressure on two years to like four so there's not that much of a yeah i think that's a for any physics that, students so. out there large surface area reduced pressure <laughs> Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, do any okay. of your science do yeah Jaja is doing IIT I know? have physics and CS You have you have so, physics and CS what are your subjects Why are you looking so yes. surprised bro why are you looking... <laughs> I'm just saying like I have CS too but this, this directly just, goes yeah. into our next point which is multi stream now we yes. have flexibility to choose uh, subjects across streams all subjects are now offered at two levels of proficiency now we can see there's some some i like that they've taken from i think the ib system where you have mm-hmm. a lower level and a higher level but i think this this ends so much like in our school we have the freedom to, to choose s- what we want yeah but like but in a, in a lot of like schools of like in like lower class areas and all they might not have that option because they still follow that old system of science can only pick science they can't like someone with physics can't take can't take commerce or something like that yeah they, they can't take like political yeah. science yeah exactly you can't Which merge streams also, basically <laughs> and within the stream also like talking to my like about my parents i mean i'm sure certain schools at this point even within science there was just like medical non medical and like it's yeah, like yeah, it's right, so right. bifurcated that there's no op, op, like you're supposed to know what you want to do from like 11th grade like you don't have yeah, the opportunity to explore definitely I, like it's you can continue like i don't know <laughs> no i just i don't have nothing to say because on that point that yajad brought out i think this is this is one of the <laughs> best things the indian government has done that's just my perspective that's what will go in the video but i think that you know as a student who's applying to the united states one of the reasons i'm doing so is because of my willingness to have like an interdisciplinary mix of subjects like for example i'm into policy and economics and you know political science but 
trust me when I tell you, I've used more math, phys- like somewhat physics, like calculus and programming in that than I've actually used, you know, political science theories or economic principles and diagrams, right? My skills in computers and my skills with math have and statistics have helped me more in a humanity subject than it ever will be. And there are tons of, you know, educationists and educational policy specialists who argue that, you know, it's good that you're drilling people and giving them PCMB and making them go through the grind. But if you look at it this way, to have the best career outcome or the best outcome as through a subject, sometimes it's a very good idea to like merge subjects together. Like I did with political science and computers. I think yeah. some are going to do with economics and physics. Uh, there are tons of things you yeah. can do. That's pretty good, I think. Also, yeah, definitely. purely because not every subject, like every subject builds a different sort of skill set to the table. Not, no, you don't necessarily have to dive into one subject. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's sort of like, like, especially with computer science now, because it's becoming such a good add on because it's sort of like knowing English at this point, right? You just need to know it to get a job or like, it, apply it to help your you regardless of whatever you do. Exactly. Yeah. Like- like you don't need with, to be a computer science engineer to use You don't computers. need to go to IIT to do computer science. Man, yeah. this, is being, this is like a tag <laughs> of our podcast for no reason. This has like, nothing to do with... Sort of does, like education and all. But yeah, one sure. thing that I think unequivocally happened without, oh. like, without us thinking was that, you know how humanities kids, because of the perception that it's an easier stream or it's like less rigorous, there's no math and all of that sort of got laid back in the sense that they started neglecting mathematics and a bit quantitative subjects, which I think is disastrous. Like, you know, in my Paul class, I'm the only kid with math, I think. And like in my, uh, you know, political science class, everyone's like, ma'am, how are we going to use math? How are we going to use math? Trust me when I tell you, if there's a person with a de- degree in statistics, they'll be a much, they'll be way better equipped to handle policy making or any sort of political job than anyone, even if they have a PhD in political science. Because that's how, unfortunately or unfortunately, that's how the world works in which every subject is connected now. So I think that's definitely good from whatever aspect you look at it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And one thing that's adding on to this entire multidiscipl- multidisciplinary, multi-stream sort of change in policy is the four-year bachelor program for colleges now. So now you, uh, so I, I'm not too sure about how this works, but basically every year that you uh, pass in college, you get some sort of degree. And uh, like, so basically like, like Yashad said, in schools, 10th grade, you should be some sort of threshold for jobs. Now, supposing you get your first year bachelor's degree, that'll be some sort of threshold. And yeah, I think yeah. that it works in a, so it works in a credit sort of system where like it's, you, you need to have a certain, like each semester gives you a certain number of credits. So that credit doesn't get expired if you choose to take a break essentially. So if you want to like take a break to perhaps explore more career options, do an internship, or have some professional experience, or even just try to switch out to a separate job, that's, you can still complete that afterwards, which I, I think wasn't a major... Like in the US, I think I've heard of people do, do like certain universities offering these, but yeah. in India, I don't think it was that much of a, a policy. It wasn't there that. at all. Like I, Even yeah. the new ones didn't have this credit-based system. And like the government sort of 
bringing that out gives me a lot of faith in like you know the efficacy with which this will work because now indians will get more experience in work and like you know generally the whole like what samad said the whole system of you simply getting great marks and getting great test scores won't exist as much it'll be more like the us in which your cv matters your your uh, work experience matters your credits matter so i, I think that's definitely a good thing i don't think it's going to necessarily affect any of us but yeah it's definitely a good thing like coming like i feel like yes there's an emphasis on application but that application also comes from an emphasis of skill because it's like what we teach in colleges is like very often there're not that many skills involved yes there's a skill of solving a problem but that skill of solving a problem may not necessarily equate to like a skill in real life so even in school for that matter they they've laid heavy emphasis on like vocational education and learning stuff that's very practical in nature which i think is quite important because like often we hear like people saying that oh why do i need to learn geography or like why do i need to know history in school but teach giving like vocational education like what they say is essentially every child will come out of school adept in at least one skill i think that's a that's very important from the perspective of somebody who just wants to like get a job right after school at least hmm. school doesn't it's not just a stamp of okay now you're graduated at least you have you're coming out with a tangible skill definitely definitely i think one of the thing that we sort of missed out and i think the best policy that's been enacted is the fact that uh there hasn't necessarily been a large addition of syllabus but they've just spread out whatever was being done in 3 years for 4 years because i have a lot of friends in like du and all and all of them say that you know before this their whole syllabus was cramped within 3 years and professors were on the rush to finish syllabus they getting marks grades and scores and what not i think the best thing about this is the fact that now it's spread out evenly and it's spread out the way it's supposed to be so just bet there's this better learning where you know you're learning and you're actually getting those skills as opposed to you studying and memorizing it and i think that research like and this is not a yrlc plug but i think that research as a whole will become like really important because if you look at it this way and again not a yrlc plug uh the united states the uk and the ib systems they have a lot of research projects you have to conduct and i'll tell you why research is good is a very boring thing in my opinion but the reason it's good is because you actually get to apply your learnings of that subject right let's say samarth here is learning physics if he writes a paper on that or if he conducts some research that shows that his learning of physics has had some tangible outcome and he's able to apply it effectively as opposed to him just scoring a 80 on 80 in his test which again doesn't matter as much as him actually applying it so definitely that's another good thing i don't know how well the lower strata of society will be able to cope with it as in like i'm pretty sure there'll be tons of problems that arise but i'm sure the government has yeah. stuff planned so i think we should what we'll do is we'll basically cover like one or two more things and then we'll just move into like i think one more thing is but all, while all of this is very good on paper we'll like the application of it is quite yeah um tricky it's, it's so really like this how will go one more thing i i wanted to talk about was this thing called this this sat like college test this national yeah. testing agency i think it's happening twice a year also 
yeah so it's basically supposed to conduct like a common college entrance exam sort of thing which again now we move on to uh, the application of these things because all of these things sounds great in paper and they like a good like the mod like what we're comparing to are the current existing models on the same principles but given the nature of india and how we see education in society and especially like among people who view education as a medium to uplift socially as well it's it it play it there's a different way or a there's i don't know how the public will receive it so talk I, about how you know educations perceived differently by the different generations exactly. in the sense most parents want them to just get that ba or get that iit degree and just get a job and just become a cog in like a very large machine but yeah i think yeah. that's going to change my thing died so i'll I don't know what to do about that. <laughs> it's fine. No, what I because it's sort of like the reason, the reason the issue, the, the issue with education in India was okay. There was obviously the aspect of which uh, they're trying to theoretically fix, which is the memorization and the sort of irrelevant. I wouldn't say irrelevant. It was unupdated yeah. syllabus. It was archaic syllabus outdated, at some point. Yeah. Outdated and as well as the teachers were also not equipped as such. Like. throughout and there was a big imbalance in terms of what education you see but another big problem was how it was received because the reason we have this entire thing of oh science is so good and humanities is so bad which is what it used to be at least is because there's a very direct job prospect with the science uh, sort of skill set right at least that's what it was perceived to be and like the entire thing of oh being an engineer being a doctor or whatever and i feel like that's what the main argument or the what the, the government will have that's the main challenge they'll be faced in terms of the parents not exactly the children i feel like the children will be openly accepting this but the to tell parents that we're not putting as much emphasis on exams or we're also promoting extra curriculars which is again something that we forgot to mention they they're trying to remove this bar between academic extra curriculars outside of school stuff sports yeah. Yeah, lot like the us system there like a lot like that which i think we should also speak about as a potential line of contention like in its application but yeah i think what yeah that's trying to tell you is that the older generation doesn't really understand the system whereas we love it so i think there'll be like this whole mismatch in which they will have expectations which aren't existing because exams aren't important aren't as important anymore but yeah that's definitely a thing i mean this is new yeah. for all of us so all of us in a way will have to adapt but yeah i think it'll definitely be harder for older generations because all their life they've weighed so much importance on marks Yeah, that's the that's what Yaja is trying to say, and I I don't know what will happen though. That's the yeah. I think that's because the the issue with something I would again personally I would term this as a progressive sort of approach, and the issue with something progressive is that there's an entire generation, and even our generation to extent. Tomorrow, if I tell you that your physics exam will be application based, although if you've understand it, it shouldn't be an issue. Even you'll be shook to a certain extent, right? Your let's say your preparation through six to nine. will sort of is sort of always geared towards an exam which is also something that the indian education promotes or at least it used to which is this exam centric approach to learning which again i feel like okay the three stakeholders in this equation the children the parents as well as the teachers like how will the teachers adapt to this sort of learning system yeah i, I think, think there is 
there is some like clause talking about te- like there's being some teacher training or something right like one year before this entire system is implemented there is some uh, teachers to be prepared for assessment reforms according to the entire list of policy changes yeah so i mean like that just brings us to our discussion about the application of this and how this policy will really operate because i think that even though this is a great idea and like this is a great policy proposal or a great idea but i don't know how it's going to pan out like even for us like our grades or our like just batches in our backgrounds it might be disastrous uh, or it might just benefit us the most so it's there's no telling what's going to happen yeah. really just uncertain. to clarify if anybody was either getting excited or extremely disappointed there's like the the outcome of this what they said till now is that there will be a 50% gross in in enrollment by 2035 so obviously as i said since the since the application is so it's a very extensive sort of process so and there's a lot of aspects to take into account so it's not like it's going to drastically reform it overnight so and also because it, it's it's such a like a it's like a very long term thought like we don't know what the government is going to look like in 2035 right so what the government what the current government has planned out right now we don't know whether it's going to be implemented with that same thought 10 years down the line definitely like i think that the way that not just the indian educational system but also like the uk netherlands the united states are like sort of progressing in the way you know of given the corona virus and given this this load of a year we've had it will just bring about a lot of changes in mankind and i think one of the major changes one of the major sectors that will be affected is education like india is doing this after so long in order to deal with the outcome or the like you know the impact of the corona virus because you know now it marks which we can't give tests in this covid situation marks don't matter as much as they used to a lot of your other stuff does similarly i think that just our mental frameworks and what we were geared towards is going to change and i think that's a good thing i definitely like the way it's been changing till now but like yeah what summer said we don't know where it will go in the next 10 15 years i think the message of it is basically i think there was a there's a ted talk by shashi tharoor only by i think it was like a, a well educated mind versus a well formed mind is what the yeah, ted talk yeah. was about and i think that sort of encapsulates what it's what it's what this policy is trying to fix where it's focusing on like if you're out of school that not only again as a, it's not exactly a stamp but it also means something in terms of like versus somebody who just didn't go to school and learn to skill themselves and got into the trade so to speak it's not just about like the skill that you get you also get some sense of social gratification right definitely definitely i think that i think that will go now i think that generally the whole see the whole stereotypical educational system that we used to have will end up dying and which i think is pretty good again like you know the pedestal that these iits and iims were on obviously won't go because iits and iims in the end of the day are institutions of like academic excellence like you can't How, however we exactly so we we'll, we'll, but the thing is it's like 
when we talk about the US, there's obviously certain universities that are put up on a pedestal, but the general standard of a university is much higher than that it's in India, right? Which is basically what these, like what the government or what this policy is also trying to focus on is just uplift the general, um, what you get out of a university in India versus any other university. Exactly. Like, I know this might sound controversial, but it's a fact. And it's not my opinion. It's a fact. The best university that you can get into is maybe IIT or IIM in India for like engineering and management. But if you compare it to like the international standpoint that they're at, even though IITs provide one of the top best quality educations of the world, IITs are at the top of their field. IIT as a university it's, or an yeah. educational institute in singularity doesn't even come in the top 50. Like I might yeah. be actually inaccurate, but I'm pretty sure. Like in general, it's like around 150, but like in the subject, it's also like around 100. So it's not exactly. So it's like raising the standard of education is what they're trying to go for and the intricacies of which we've discussed in this podcast. So hmm, what, talking what? about policymakers, the biggest <laughs> policy not giving an end to that. That's okay. Fine. Okay. Fine. Okay. Okay. Go give ahead, an end to it. Sorry. It's fine. It's fine. It's okay. okay. We believe in you, Samar. All right. Like, so yeah. Yeah. Do you have any concluding statements? Yashraj? Yeah, I do. Like I am really happy that this happened. Like, if you look at the yeah, stuff I do, definitely it's really education based. And look, if Yajad wants to go to IIT, let's get him into IIT. <laughs> but I don't think IIT is any less than MIT. They should be on the same level because the people out of IIT end up doing better stuff than people who come out of MIT. So why shouldn't they be equally ranked? So honestly, I'm really happy for the government to have made this. Uh, I'm, I look forward to coming in, like, I'm not going to be studying in India most probably, but I really look forward to you guys and like my juniors just generally adapting to this new system. Uh, like I'm a senior of yours technically, so I'm not impacted by this, whereas you guys are up to a small extent and I think you're impacted by a lot this year anyways, so I'm, but like I have my colleges there. I don't even know if I'm applying anywhere. Like I'm taking We'll insert a picture of Ashoka University here. It's fine. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, yeah, so I think that was about it, uh, regarding the national educational policy. Leave a comment if you feel like we missed out on something or if you have a personal opinion that differs from us, uh, we'll be replying. Okay, on that note, Yashraj, thank you for a terrible performance and thank you for replacing and eating Swayam. Uh, we shall see you all in next week's episode of YouthCast where we will we hopefully have some interesting guests. And once again, sure. check out Yashraj's YRLC journal project thing in the description below. And genuinely give it a read because like for someone that doesn't read, I can tell you it's pretty impressive. Yeah. Thank you, man. Thanks for having me here. Cheers, man. Bye.